when I was in Nicaragua, we had we had like a month and a half vacation because uh, the country was in a revolution. So our school uh, canceled because uh, when they shoot mortars at your school and your car, it's not really safe. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. Hey, Karen, we got another five-star review on Facebook. I saw. It is by Jackie C. Uh, she says, love this podcast. The Joni Morris episode really spoke to me as I also have to work two jobs in order to have my own horse and compete. Just getting back into eventing at 28 is a challenge, but it really is the best sport. Everyone is so friendly and supportive no matter what level. It's great to hear all the unique challenges some of the upper level riders face and to know that you're not alone on those low days. Please keep the podcast going. Hopefully one day I'll be able to meet some of these wonderful people. Oh, Jackie, thank you so much. That is wonderful. And um, we will pass the word on to Joni Morris. Yeah, thank you. Thanks a lot. I'm Karen. And I'm Rob. And on today's episode of the Major League Eventing Podcast, Karen, we have a very special guest. Yeah. Yes, we do. Uh, the four-star eventer, uh-huh. Caroline Martin. Caroline. Wow. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming to the show. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I'm really excited to be on this podcast. And yeah. Super. Awesome. We are really, really, really excited to have you. We, um, we're big fans. Well, we met yeah. you last year, Karen. Remember mm-hmm. we met her last year? Yeah, in Ocala. In Ocala. You have a beautiful farm down there that you opened up to the um, the under-18 party. And uh, we had a, we were very, very uh, accommodating. And yes. we really appreciate that very much. <laughs> no, of course. No, I love, uh, I love having the training sessions at my farm. It's a great place to meet, you know, all the other young riders from the 18s and the 25s. And you know, hopefully we'll all be in the sport for many, many years. So it's it's great to give back to the sport that, you know, they that has given me so much. So that is a <clears throat> those are some great programs and, and I am definitely seeing the the future of eventing is bright in America. So th- those programs are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh where where are you in Florida now or where are you? No, I have um I grew up on a farm um about two hours away from Unionville. I'm right on the border of New Jersey. Um, in Pennsylvania. So I'm up here in PA till my goal is to stay here till Christmas because I really like being home. And then I'll go back to my farm in Ocala. Oh, and what a nice farm it is. Uh-huh. Oh, it is. <laughs> <clears throat> it is a beautiful place. It's, it's the gypsy life as we call it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it really is. But, and, and, and uh, so Ocala, you'll go down after Christmas and how long will you stay down there? I'll stay there until Kentucky. Um, you know, I like to get the horses. My goal this year is to do some conditioning in Pennsylvania because I have really, really great hills, and I find it's easier to get them fitter without having to put so many miles on their legs, whereas in Ocala it's so flat. But, you know, we'll just see what the weather is, and then I'll be in Ocala and get them fit and gallop for Kentucky, and then go to Kentucky, and then keep heading up north. Nice. Awesome. Um, so, Caroline, Caroline, we love to uh, go back a little bit and hear how you actually got started riding and then eventually into eventing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I was the 
typical girl that went to the barn with her mom. Um, when my mom turned 40, my father could afford to, he sold his first company, so he was able to buy my mom an off-the-track thoroughbred, which, you know, she kind of, she just bought whatever she could find, and luckily she found a trainer that did eventing and took me to the barn, and she found a really great trainer that helped produce the horse, and then I just kind of caught the, the bug from there, but I wasn't ever really into eventing like this until maybe I was 14 or 15. Um, I kind of had a weird way of going about it. Um, my parents, when I was seven, bought the farm that I live at now in Pennsylvania, um, and there was a boarding operation here for about 10 years. And then the lady wanted to retire from a boarding operation and get a normal job, so she recommended my parents call up Buck Davidson because he was looking for a farm to be based out of. So they gave him a call, and he came and ran this operation, again, from when I was, like, 13 to 20 at this farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but the whole time, I I really, I, I didn't really understand eventing that much. Like, I would maybe ride one horse and go watch a little bit, but I was more into other sports, like basketball and swimming and snowboarding. And I actually, um, my freshman year of high school, I moved to Nicaragua in Central America and went to high school there and completely dropped horses, like did charity work. Like I was part of Operation Smile and, you know, did totally different things. I never really thought horses would be really a part of my life. I always saw how hard Bucks workers worked and they were in the barn from 6 a.m. to like 8 p.m. And I was like, this is crazy all for a ribbon, (laughs) you know? Wow, I, I, it, that seems like a lot, you know. And then, uh, and then I, uh, when I was in Nicaragua, we had, we had like a month and a half vacation because uh, the country was in a revolution. Oh, so my. our school uh, canceled <laughs> because uh, when they shoot mortars at your school and your car, it's not really safe to oh, go. Jeez. Oh so I was like, hey, why don't I just go to Ocala, Florida and then uh, and ride with Buck a little bit. So Buck picked me up and I stayed in like he had a big camper, a really nice camper. So he let me stay in there for the month. And um, it was fun. Like he would take me to the grocery store and we would go like he would like teach. He taught me how to cook, but it was just bacon and steak. That's all <laughs> I had to cook for like like six months to a year like, that's, like it was hilarious um, <laughs> and then uh but the real thing that happened was that i found my longtime partner quantum solace um oh, yeah. he was a four-year-old uh buck and i i don't i just remember the first day i got on i mean it, it was just such a lovely animal and um i called my parents and i was like guess what i found a horse and they're like you're living in nicaragua how are you going to ride a horse? And I was like, I'll do anything. I'll move back to the United States. Like, please. So <laughs> I, uh, I moved back and then, yeah. And then I produced the horse up the levels. And then he, I won team and individual gold medal at young riders. And then I told my parents after young riders, I'm quitting high school. Like I was going to boarding. I came back and I went to boarding school and I quit boarding school and, uh, <laughs> Did online school and oh, so silly. Quitting <laughs> school. <laughs> you lived a lot, a lot. So, you lived a lot in your 
you know, yeah. and as a teenager, you know? Yeah, I know. I, I, I just, I really wanted to have as many experiences. Like, um, I actually, I grew up in Panama, um, and then we, <laughs> my father and us moved back to the United States, and then we had the farm here, and then I was a lot back and forth forth from Central America and uh, the U.S. So, um, you know, I just wanted to be able to, like, go to school outside of the country and just experience a bit of life. Um, just, you know, have the typical American upbringing. I just, I wanted to, you know, be a bit different. Um, so, uh, yeah, I had some excitement. But Panama and Nicaragua. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that made Ocala, like, being a teenager in Ocala seemed like just nothing. It's boring. That's boring. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. When, uh, yeah, that country, it's it's definitely, it's, it's definitely different. You know, you, uh, you know, it's, it's a third world country, so there's a lot of poverty. Um, yeah. You know, it's, uh, gives you different, definitely a different perspective, and I, I appreciate it. And I definitely appreciate what we have in this country. So for sure. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Now, now, and you were coached by Buck. We had Buck on as a guest not too long ago and we really didn't know Buck, did we Karen? No, not really. And no. you know, we've always heard people say, you know, like Buck has a very strong, like the student base, you know, like this team BDJ is huge. And I never yeah. quite understood it until I met him. Mm -hmm. And the guy is, a gentleman, you know, I mean, he is a great guy and you could tell he really loves the coaching and, and, and all that stuff. And, um, so I can yeah. imagine when you got to Ocala and he's you know, coaching you and, you know, taking you under his wing, I'm sure that was definitely, uh, I, I can see how that would definitely all of a sudden you would get the bug, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I really, uh, I really appreciate everything he did for me. We always joke. He was always like my second father, you know, like he was, he did a lot of raising for me because I left high school and did online school, you know, and um, and my parents, you know, were living in different countries or whatever. So he did a lot, you know, like he was always he was a big role model for me. Um, so I was very lucky to be very close for him for years and years. That's awesome. And how many how old were you when you won the Young Riders? Oh, um, I think 18 or 19, okay. 18. Okay. Yeah. So you yeah, really I'm quickly, sure. you really got good quick cause you weren't, you weren't really riding. Seriously. Yeah. 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 No. Um, the year before I left for Nicaragua, I did my first one star and I think I was like 14 and then I took a break. And then oh. when I came back to Bucks, then I went two star and three star really quickly. Yeah. And then I went and then I got a lot of horses and then it went really quick. But before, before I went to bucks, I only had one horse and I was at, I was at the one star level, but I would just compete. Not very regular. It was just whenever I felt like it, you know, it wasn't a, it was a hobby for me, never a job or I never thought I had a future in the sport. So wow. mm. and when did you decide this was it for you? At Young Riders, yeah, that was the, the, the when I really had to decide if I wanted to go to school or keep riding. I, like, I'm not a person that does something only 50%. I'm an all-in type of person. And, like, I remember sitting down and being like, this is a moment I, like, I feel like I have to pick what I want to do with my life. And so then I was like, all right, I'm going to give everything I can and give it to horses instead of um, going to college and stuff like that, you know. Wow. So, and yeah. now, so how long did you stay with Buck? 
I rode with him really like when I was 14 to 20 or 21. I think 21. Okay. Is that when you went yep. on your own at 21? Yep. Yep. Wow. Holy smokes. And was that back in PA or did you go straight to Ocala or like when, how did that all come about? Um, I decided to part ways, um, with the move down to Florida and then I got my own farm, um, and then started, you know, building up my own string of owners and, um, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. I just felt like my family and I felt like it was time for me to try to stand on my own two feet and not always, you know, every day rely on someone to make you a schedule and, you know, just rely so heavily on someone who's time to take a bit more responsibility and become more competitive and, you know, work hard and try to figure it out on my own. You know, I have a a great string of horses and, um, you know, I, I, I don't know everything and, you know, I take lessons from other people, but it was time to try to start thinking on my own. Um, so yeah, so it was a hard decision, you know, it's hard to leave your comfort area it's really scary yeah, uh, yeah for sure you know, because if you do it if anything goes wrong it's all on you and you don't really have anyone to comfort you or you know tell tell you you're gonna be okay and you'll figure it out and stuff like that so it uh yeah it's a bit scary being on your own but it, it is exciting you know like it, it is it's cool yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know yeah. you're definitely you're definitely uh you know, from, from when we met you down in Ocala and saw your farm down there. And I love your barn down in Ocala. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the perfect Florida. It probably wouldn't fly too well in PA because it's airy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's really, yeah. It's really nice how they're open and oh, the yeah. horses love it and they're quiet. And I have stalls for rent. So if anyone wants to rent stalls, <laughs> send me a message. I have, so, uh, no, I, it's a great, it's a great facility and it's great having like, um, I have all those race trainers on property. So we have, there's like eight other barns and different professionals own them or rent them. So it's really interesting to get to know, you know, different disciplines for once and talk to them how they take care of their horses. And like one lady has like a, a water treadmill and, you know, how, how this guy gets his uh, thoroughbreds fed. And they're expensive horses. Like some of their horses sell, you know, sell for millions of dollars, wow. you know. So it's it's interesting. And there's a there's a track right next door. Are, are you guys allowed to like use that track? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all all of us, all the barns on property. So like it's eight or nine total. Everyone is allowed to go on that track. Oh wow! Mm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then your neighbors yeah. with Liz Holiday Sharp. Yeah. Yeah. And then she has a cross country that you can use. Yeah. Man, yeah, you're set up. <laughs> I know it's nice. I'm set up without having to own any of the stuff, so it's <laughs> it's, it's not a lot of maintenance there. And um, well, yeah, it's, it's really nice. And then you have a nice like jump area and stuff. Like you have a flat area and like a jump. Like you yeah. have your own stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> and then I have like I don't have an arena, but I the footing is so good in Ocala, you don't need a ring. So yeah. I just have, uh, you know, the dressage boards that I have to move around every couple of weeks, but yeah. like, it's just, it's so easy. It's just so nice. It is so. awesome. I, I loved it. I, I, uh, I'm ready to move in. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I can like, rest. <laughs> maybe I can put like, some tarping up around a stall and I can make my there little man cave camera. <laughs> so I, I really liked Ocala. <laughs> oh, it's man. convenient. Holy yeah. smokes. So, at, so, so now you're, are you still currently a member on the under 25 squad or 
What's... Yep. Yeah, I'm 23 right now, so I got two more years. Wow. Okay. And uh, Leslie Law coaches the under 25s as well. Is that right? Yep. That's correct. Yeah. Man, I tell you, another person who I didn't know until we recently kind of go into right. that program, and uh, he is a, an amazing he's like the perfect guy for that job. He is an amazing coach and, and mentor to, to, to all these young people. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He really built that program up. So it's, um, it's nice that we have programs like that in the country mm-hmm. to help the federation and kind of help funnel them and give them grants. And yeah, that's good. Yeah. That is awesome. Awesome. Awesome stuff. So, so today the current business, what, what exactly is Caroline Martin eventing? Are, are you strictly, um, do, do you coach people? Do you train horses? Or are you just a straight competitor or what's, uh, what's your business today? So my goal right now is being a, a competitor. Um, that's my goal. That's, you know, what I'm going to focus on from now for, you know, the next, you know, hopefully few Olympic cycles or whatever. Um, I do, you know, I sold within the past two years, I think I've sold 10 horses like, um, year and a half around 10 horses um so i do a little bit of sales on side um and then i do coach like i've coached um two people up to the juicer level um you know i'm happy to do a little bit of everything but my my goal is to become a very consistent team member um i like to keep producing horses up to the four star level and keep producing horses up so I'm able to have a few horses prepared for Pan Ams or Olympics or WEGs. Um, so, and my family's on board and my owners are on board. So uh, it's great. It's really good to, to have that as my goal. You know, I don't have to worry so much right now about building maybe more like a client business or a teaching business. Mm-hmm. I hope to do that when I get a bit older um, and maybe when I'm not, you know, I break a few more bones. Maybe uh-huh. yeah, I'll, I'll teach a bit more, but uh, when I, I'm still still healthy right now, so I would like to compete as much as I can. That's awesome. Yeah. And now you've done Kentucky. How many how many four stars have you done? I've done two four stars, um, and then I was supposed to, uh, to do three, but my first Kentucky three years ago, um, I had a horse, my Quantum Solace horse, and he was at in barns and they found a heart problem. Oh my! I had to retire him from eventing there, uh, which was a bit of a bummer. So hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll do a bit more next year. Wow. And they found that they're in the in barns. That's wild. Yeah. So it's a good thing we do in barns. There is a reason. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny you say that because we know a girl who she was actually, they found a heart condition and they came to the like and they came to the event and she was literally doing her dressage test and they stopped her in the middle of her test and said get off your horse <laughs> for the same reason really? yeah wow. yeah i heard that story about a year ago and uh, i'm not going to mention who it is but pretty yeah. wild so there's inborn i mean not you know it's um I, like you say i mean thank god for the inborns you know you might have you might yeah, miss something I- so make sure you take your inborn seriously. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So and so and what 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 other so do you do Kentucky twice or what? What were the four stars? Yeah, I did. I, I did Kentucky twice on a horse called Spring Easy. Awesome. What's that like for you? The the first time riding around through Kentucky. Um, I probably was a bit too competitive. Um, I went out there to try to make the time, and I was way too 
aggressive and you know if I had a do around maybe I wish I went a little bit slower and uh, I had a stop so I wish I didn't have a stop but it was you know it's good it's it was always my dream to go four star but I trusted the horse 110 percent um, so you know I was I was excited to be there but I wasn't I wasn't as nervous, say, as I'll be on a different horse, you know what I mean? Like, I, I trust that horse my entire life, so I wasn't worried I was going to get hurt or nervous he was going to do something bad, you know, um, so. That's awesome. That's, That's great, because <laughs> I'm always seeing the jumps and thinking, oh my gosh, these things are huge. Well, they are. <laughs> so you not to be, that's awesome. And now, you said you want to focus on yourself because you want to, like, now, is the goal for you to you know, be full on like a full team member, get, you know, they could get on like the Olympic or Pan Am squad. Is yeah. That the goal? Uh, I would love to, you know, I'm really trying to work hard to clean up my dressage and show jumping this year. Um, and my cross country. And I really would like to try to go to the Pan Ams. Um, I've got a couple of nice, really nice young two star, three star horses. So that's the goal. Um, you know, we all have to dream big. Yeah, 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 definitely. Well, you're putting the work in. Might as well. I mean, I think that's awesome. I, you know, yeah. do you have to like, so you're obviously in this pipeline and, and going for it. Is that something that you have to declare you want to do to you know, the USEF or how's that work? Yeah, you apply. So next year there'll be applications um, for, for Pan Am. So then they'll see, they'll tell you what, Shows they want you to go to, what the selections are. Um, remember, Pan Ams are only a two-star, so that makes it a bit easier. Um, but the big thing is we did not qualify for the Olympics at WEG, so America has to win um, at Pan Ams. They have to get the gold, uh, team gold to qualify for uh, the Olympics, so that's the big thing. And where's the Pan Ams next year? Lima, Peru. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. We'll be right at home and then that kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I just might finish a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, best of luck with that. Yeah. Holy smokes. That's so exciting that you have the goal. You have your eye on the target. And um, I think it's just fantastic that you have the, you know, the support behind you to be yeah, able I to Yeah, I think focus. you got to have goals, you know, like, um, you know, when you do these hour trot sets and, you have in the back of your mind that you just want to cut it five minutes short, but you know, you keep thinking about your goals and you know, that's my goal and it makes you keep going, you know? So I think it's good that everyone has some sort of goal so they keep motivated. It's not like I lose my motivation, but it just helps me sometimes just put like push that little bit extra. Sure. So. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And who uh, do you have? Um, do you have like a regular coach that's helping you put your program together or is it all on your shoulders now? hundred percent. No, it's all on my shoulders. I'm doing a lot of show jumping with Ann Krasinski at the moment oh, and nice. with uh, Betsy Steiner. So, um, yeah, it's really, I'm, it's on my shoulders at the moment. So it's definitely, I'm in an interesting position, but you know, I've actually had a quite a good past, past few months really on my own. Like I have won two two stars and got first and second in the same two star um wow. got second at cci three stars um you know have lots of top five placings um so i i think i'm on the right track um i'd but, say so <laughs> you know, it's, it's still hard you know when you're on your own and 
Yeah. You know, when I ride every day by myself, I, I hope that I'm doing the right thing and I'm hoping I'm doing enough fitness work and, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to do it as hard as I can and I just, you know, I'll make mistakes, but I'm really trying to do everything correctly. So oh, I think, I think you're definitely, uh, doing a heck of a job. You're doing mm-hmm. a whole lot better job at 23 than I was doing. At yeah, I, know, I was me a too. mess at 23. <laughs> Let me tell you what, you're, I mean, you have, you've seen more of the world than I have at 40. What am I? Whatever I am, 40 something. 44. <laughs> 44. I try to forget that age, but. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Caroline, so being so young, do you have any advice for a young rider uh, wanting, thinking about making it into this business? Yeah, the biggest thing is when it gets tough not to give up, you know, like there's some days where I feel like I'm on top of the world and I'm driving home from a great show and I feel like I finally got all the pieces put together and then, uh, you know, the next show it all falls apart and I end up with a broken collarbone and <sighs> I don't know how the horses are going to get ridden the next day and I don't know how the barn's going to get cleaned and, you know, you get a bit panicky, but you know, just make sure you surround yourself with people that have your back and love you no matter what, and everything will work out. Um, just don't put yourself in situations where people don't support you, you know, just do what's best for you and your horses and keep going. You know, if you keep plugging along and working at it, I, I figure eventually we'll figure it out. I'm not <laughs> sure, but that's why, uh, that's why I keep telling myself. Oh, uh, I, yeah. I think, I think that's, I think that's, absolutely great advice because mm-hmm. I think that uh, I think it's true like it's horses there's always going to be uh, you know there's always going to be that uh, 20% of horses that are a little off or you know something's not right with them <laughs> and yeah and you got to just stay with it you can't you can't uh, you can't quit that's for sure mm-hmm. so that's fantastic fantastic advice um, so you, you also you as far as sponsors go, we always try to talk about sponsors and you have a really good um, group of sponsors. And like before you kind of, if you know, we always, we always ask, you know, for you to mention who you have and all that, but could, could you, you, you have a really good sponsorship behind you. And again, you're a young person um, that I think that <clears throat> you, you, you probably have a very interesting perspective on getting sponsors do, like yeah. do you have any tips for like uh the, the young professional that's trying to reach out to sponsors or anything like that yeah there's a, a there's a lot of things that go into getting sponsors um not as simple as just writing an email and hoping you get something um i guess the, the first thing is to make sure that you give back to the community and eventing like um i'm on four different boards. Um, you know, I'm on a this eventing youth committee. I'm on the era um, youth council. I'm also on the era, all, um, the board of era. Um, and then um, I've also started um, prelim to pro, which is a program that mimics young riders, uh, but it's at the CIC one star level. You started um, that? Yeah. I started it with one other girl. Really? Uh, Yep. Yep. So, you know, and we had to write a business plan and, you know, go out and raise money. And, um, I'm also on just a, just a few other boards. So it's really important to give back. And so that's a big thing for sponsors to show that 
A, you can do something on your own, you want to give back to the community, you want to work hard, that you just don't take something and, you know, don't help publicize the company, you know, like I'm um, starting Freelum to Pro, I told them it's a great way to get your name out there and so that's, um, that's an example of um, how to get sponsors and, um, and it just treat it like a job, like I hire someone to help me with my Facebook and with all my contracts. So, and, you know, every day, every week, we, I, I type up an update and I send it to all my sponsors. And, you know, maybe once a month I'll have a certain sponsor of mine come out to the farm and meet the horses and watch me ride. And you might do videos and um, promotional ads. And it's a, it's a job. You know, it's not as easy as, oh, I just call them and ask them for what I would like. I give back a lot to the companies and they appreciate it and I appreciate them, you know. Um, you know, and at Kentucky, you know, we'll go out to dinner, and it's um, it's a two-way street. So it's it takes a lot of work, but if you are willing to help out your sponsor and come up with ideas how to make their company better and think outside of the box, then you know it's no problem. Um, you know, they just all they want to do is sell more products. So how can you, as an individual, help them sell product besides the Boring, oh, I'll post on your Facebook or post on your Instagram, and that's it. You know, think bigger picture and tell them, you know, how I can make the company better. So, oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Good that's advice. Really, that's great advice. Mm -hmm. That is fantastic. And uh, we, for, a couple quick things you said, like the Prelim, the Pro, we absolutely, Karen, we love that yeah. program, don't we? Yeah, definitely. So our son, Joe, he's done, Thank it, you. He's done it the last two years. And, um, you know, so yeah, we, he was on my team and missed the course walk. So uh, you can give him a hard time. Which okay. which time? When when did he do that? Yeah, we, uh, we had a course walk. I um, this year. Jason. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I gave him a hard time. Don't worry, he was just joking. <laughs> he definitely deserves yeah. a hard time. Uh, you know, yeah. the hard part for him is he because it's like kind of like a home show, and they trailer in and out. They're, they still have to go back and when work. When they're not riding, they're back at the farm working. No, no, for sure. I totally <laughs> <So>. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna, we're definitely going to reprimand him. <laughs> but it's no, a great program. It, no. it is awesome. We definitely, mm -hmm. we absolutely love it. And we're actually going to have the winner of the Prelim the Pro on this show. Oh, fantastic. Oh, no, it's, and we worked really hard to put together the program. And, you know, the biggest thing is we're trying to improve it and, you know, we'll see what it looks like in the future, and we're happy to keep changing and evolving it, but the biggest thing is we want young riders to stay in the sport, and we want to help them get sponsors and, you know, grow into professionals, so we just hope it's a another stepping stone along with the under-18s and under-25s. Yeah, so. it was awesome. Mm -hmm. That's so cool that, that you did that, and sorry, Joe, missed your course. For it, but it <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Okay. <laughs> he was a busy fellow back at the farm, unfortunately. Um, so, uh, and also, so, so your sponsors who, um, I think that is great that one, your, your idea is about giving back to the sponsors and inviting them and giving them a weekly update. I think mm -hmm. that's, that's awesome. Really fantastic stuff. Um, would you like to mention any sponsors that you have that help, help, uh, keep you, keep you outfitted? Oh, that's, that's so hard. Cause I have so many, but, um, you know, it's, I'm really lucky. Straight Arrow Products, which they own Main and Tail, Cowboy Magic. Um, they also just bought the company Exeter. Um, they live about 20 minutes away from me. 
So they've always been really, really, really great sponsors. And um, they, when I broke my collarbone, they called right away and sent me flowers. And they're so kind and generous. And Adam Furlong, a Furlong's healthy horse, sends my horses vet supplies. And I, I could go on. Equal Gold and Sergio Grasso for the tall boots and Guardian Bedding and Succeed to keep my horses stomach well and um, platinum performance I, I honestly could keep going on and on it's just I think it's really important that my horses use the best products because you know I, I my goal is to be at the top level and keep them at the top level so I believe that I have to ride I have to put them in the best stuff so all the products that I use are by choice not because I get them for free um, so if anyone wants to look on my website Caroline Martin eventing you can Take a look at all my sponsors and yeah. Yeah, we'll link that up really yeah. good. Yeah, we definitely And you're, you're definitely, I got to tell you, you, I don't know, whoever your clothing sponsors are, uh, you're, you look fantastic out there. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> you got, you. you know, everything's just fits nice and perfect. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I just, I, <laughs> I, I don't know anything about horses, but I definitely know what looks good. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Stylish and stuff. I like that shad belly with the red piping. That's pretty sharp. That I don't know if that's sharp. a sponsor. Oh, but it's thank sharp. you. Thank you, Charles Anacrona, for my shad belly. <laughs> oh, the, oh, is he a sponsor? Yep, yep, he's a sponsor. Oh, Joe has one of his jackets. Oh, good. And, yeah, they're oh, so nice. Yeah, they're really nice. Is nice. He, and he's, a, he, he's such a nice guy, and he's so out there and in the community. So uh, he's a good dude. Mm -hmm. So he makes good-looking stuff, and he's a yeah, good guy. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Well, it's definitely people, I mean, I know people like, I think people definitely notice that that's, you know, that's sharp. Yeah, you have to be put together in the sport. You know, there's uh, for the dressage judges, for the owners, and you know, I always, you always hear people say you rather look the part and then become the part. You know, um, so I rather always look put together because at least I did something right. Even <laughs> in the dirt, you know, at least I look good falling in the dirt. <laughs> oh, that's so yeah. funny. That is awesome. You, you know, uh, Caroline, I really appreciate you talking to us and, mm -hmm. and, and, uh, your perspective, you know, the fact that you're, um, you know, so, so young and so accomplished at such a young age and, and you're just the future so bright for you. So we're, we're super excited for you. This is awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you guys. I do try, I do try to do the best I can. Well, you know, you're super nice. You're nice <laughs> so. out there. People see at the shows, you're always smiling. You're always friendly to everybody. And I think that's, uh, that's, that's, that's great. You know, I think that's wonderful that you're a good role model for those up and comers. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so you mentioned your website. Uh, do you have any social media for our listeners to follow you on? Yep. It's super easy and a bit lame, but all <laughs> my, uh, tags are Caroline G Martin. So Instagram, Facebook. Um, also if there's any, I play PlayStation Xbox. Caroline G. Martin's my gamer tag. So nice. Always Caroline G. Martin. So, uh, <laughs> That's super so lame. What games do you play? What games do you play? Oh, goodness. Everything. You name it. Destiny, ESO. Wow. I'm a, I'm the biggest gamer nerd. <laughs> do you do the, the videos? Are you videoing your games? 
No, I don't like video myself like uh, playing games. No, but I have the headsets. Don't worry. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so what's that gamer tag again? Because we are definitely going to up your gamer tag stuff. What is it? Caroline what? G. Martin. Caroline G. Martin. Oh, my it's gosh. Oh yeah, I'm firing at the PlayStation. <laughs> I'm rusty. I'll but... be on later. Don't worry. <laughs> that is so cool. I mean, it's, I find that super cool. That's funny. Oh my gosh, we're gonna this 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 uh, podcast is gonna be tagged with gamer. Yeah, or it's gonna be like gamer yeah. and uh, on a, what's some other oh, good ta- what's some other good uh, ga- video game ta- PlayStation. Oh, this, all these tags are going in. Oh great. <laughs> oh, yeah. My secret's out now. Oh, that's so funny. I think that's awesome. And yeah. and uh, I don't know. I like video games too. It's just I'm too busy now. Yeah. Got this whole podcast game taking up all my time. <laughs> no, it's great though. Oh, man. Well, thanks, Caroline. Caroline, we are super, super thrilled that you came on and mm-hmm. we just can't thank you enough. Karen, what do you say? Yeah, it was great. You have anything else for me? No, Caroline? I think she said it all. She said it all. Caroline, we just, we, we really, we wish you all the best and, um, we'll, we, you know, hopefully we'll be rooting for you for USA and, uh, can't wait to see you in the, in the stars and stripes. Thank you. That's, that's the goal one day. Hopefully I'll, I'll make the country proud. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Remember to subscribe to Major League Eventing's podcast and give us a rating on iTunes and Stitcher. And you can always contact us at MajorLeagueEventing at gmail.com. Cheers.